1: Hello, everyone. You are listening to the latest Flyers Talk podcast. I am Jordan Hall, and as always, I am joined by the wonderful Brooke Desher. We hope you all had a happy holidays, a happy new year. We are live at Rivers Casino in Philadelphia. And Brooke, the Flyers, I think everyone's wondering, are they coming back to Earth? Was this rough road trip a sign that maybe they will be a team that everyone expected them to be? How do you feel about it? Do you see this team... Uh, considering this a blip on the radar or could this thing spiral a little bit well
0: jordan (laughs) i never go into these west coast road trips at the end of the year um enthusiastic or positive mainly because they have always historically struggled can't explain it blame disney on ice i'm just kidding (laughs) um but it's really interesting that it's funny because last season was one of their historically better west coast swings and every single other game last year was less than ideal Mm -hmm. so do i think that this is like dire this is the team that we expected no i think (laughs) like i fully went into this being like yeah i think that they're they're not going to come back pretty happy about how this trip was There were significant issues that have been going on throughout the whole season that kind of came to light. It's been well apparent that they have been, this team-wide flu has been making its way around. So I personally... Didn't see a great outcome,
1: and <laughs> that is that is what happened. Yeah, um, hearing Jim Jackson talk about how the you know the illness has kind of gone through the Flyers' locker room. Right. Even said I got to the broadcast booth. It sounded like Jim Jackson was battling something a little bit as well. So we hope JJ's yeah, okay. Yeah, better JJ. Yeah, get home, get some rest. Um, so given they were battling the illness and just traveling a ton, I mean, Brooke, they were in lot. Detroit before Christmas. A lot of players flew from Detroit to like their actual home homes. Mm-hmm. Then they reconvened in Vancouver, Seattle, Calgary, Edmonton. I mean, it was a lot, and uh, it just looked like they started to get tired, especially in the third period of the Seattle game. Oh, my gosh. It was like you flicked a
0: switch. Everything turned off. Every single shift just looked like everybody was exhausted. You can't even explain it otherwise. And it it was one of those games where I was like, it's really great that they they scored a goal, but it didn't seem like given – how steady seattle has been like how they were throughout december leading into um the matchup against the flyers i was like i don't think one goal is going to do it and then you know they give up (coughs) excuse me i'm also maybe nursing the flu yeah right
1: it's going around (laughs) going
0: to the media too (laughs) um but i was also just fully expecting Seattle to come back and win that game. And it's not a knock on the Flyers. It's just, that was the second half of a back-to-back after a huge travel day. When you're swapping time zones, like I get tired when I fly down to Florida (laughs) for a two hour flight in the same time zone. Travel just wears you down. So coming, doing the back-to-backs against, granted like they had a great game against Vancouver too. I don't, I don't want to over see that 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 was a great well-rounded win team win from the Flyers everybody contributed everybody produced but then I think they just kind (laughs) of fell from grace a little bit and and the time jump and um the time jump the the, the, the,
1: time time change change Change. that (laughs) jump change same thing (laughs) copy copy
0: (laughs) (laughs) everything was just I don't know I just feel like it was a mix of a bunch of different things that finally came to fruition during the swing and like you said come thursday it would, it'll be exactly two weeks that they've been on the road so you know it, let's just get them at home get them rested get them back to wells fargo center and kind of regroup
1: i agree and i think it would have been unfair to expect them to keep just ripping off points after points they had gone on a pretty good stretch uh going back to november eight Points in 18 of 22 games uh, going into this stretch here. So, I mean, they had been really good. They had exceeded expectations. I think if there was a time for them to to hit a little bit of a wall, it was now. And I thought the Edmonton game was just a perfect storm. I mean, they were yeah. tired. They were sick. I also feel like that
0: was more Connor McDavid than the yeah. Flyers. Yeah. It just didn't help that Connor McDavid is the best player in the league and had a five-point game. Yeah. And the Flyers are at the end of this terrible road trip and everybody is feeling ill you know it was just like a like i said a perfect storm of just what's going against the flyers and what's going for the other team so it is what it is i really don't think we need to like jump the gun like explode but you know i look at social media always and people are like this is what we expected (laughs) this is the team that we're gonna get moving forward it's time to tank be sellers at the (laughs) deadline It's, it's four four game stretch, right? And it's I feel like there's a significant lens on the Flyers right now, given how tight the Metropolitan Division is as a whole. One bad week, and you're gonna drop three or four yeah. places in the standings. That's just how it is right now. It's it's gonna be anybody's game really for the next. Couple weeks, you know. There's going to be a handful of teams in the playoff push. I do think the Flyers are going to be one of them. I just think we don't need to overreact for a poor stretch that the Flyers are notoriously known for struggling with. Yeah,
1: the Disney Disney on Ice trip. it's Curse
0: it, you, Elsa! Yeah, is <laughs> Elsa <laughs> even in this one? I don't. Need I, I
1: think so. I thought I saw something with that.
0: Oh, Frozen Two. That's yeah, what it was. There we go. The first time Frozen Two is <laughs> on
1: Disney on Ice. <laughs> But also, yeah, with, with the Flyers, um, <laughs> I, I think um, – what was the point I was going to make? I'm blanking on know. the point You're I was going to make. I don't
0: know. I caught up make. on Elsa now. Yeah,
1: right? Sorry. <laughs> um, I, I do think uh, this is – I remember what I was going to say. I do think this was and is a little bit of a gut check for them. Um, I don't want to say it's easy to exceed expectations in October, November, and December, but – there's definitely a lot of less pressure sure. at that portion of the season. John Tortorella even said it uh, last month, and he, I thought he had a very good point. He's been around, and I think he knows what he's talking about. You don't figure out who your team is until January and February. So I think this now is when we're going to start realizing who the Flyers exactly are. Were they a team that had a couple of nice you know, month, month and a half uh, stretch? Or are they going to make something of this season? Because uh, I think in January, with all the home games they have, they have to take advantage of that. Either they're going to take advantage of it and keep themselves in a really good spot in the race, or they could fall off. I mean, we even saw it last year. They were actually somewhat afloat. They hit February, and they just (laughs) totally (laughs) fell off.
0: (laughs) Exactly. For those people... (laughs) <laughs> were not watching that was a that was visual of, representation of crashing and yes. exploding <laughs> i felt the need to explain yes for
1: people that are not seeing the visual yes. that's what you did um it was thank good too it was pretty you. good thank yeah. you thank you um <laughs> so we'll see i do think it's a very telling time for the flyers uh it'll be up to them to show whether this was a blip on the radar or if it was the start of something bad happening um but i think a good thing broke in my eyes was that they were mainly competitive on the trip uh couple of one goal losses one was in overtime the Edmonton game was even a one goal game going at the third intermission right I thought they hung I don't think they got their you know the doors blown off in any of these games which I thought was good
0: yeah I do I feel like they kind of derailed the second half of the Edmonton game not that they really had it together you know through the first period and a half but I I feel like Carter Hart really kept them in that much longer than they should have been based off how they were playing i just felt like it was one of those games where i just felt like they looked intimidated like i just feel like they weren't able to to settle get things situated and kind of find their find their stride and that's not every single player i think i think the top line travis connect and joel farabee sean gatoria had had a really nice game against edmonton it was really everybody else that was kind of just like
1: okay yeah
0: um And I also, like, (laughs) I feel bad for (laughs) Sandheim for the McDavid, McDavid's goal, first goal, because Sandheim has had such a great season. He has been such a workhorse. And then it just goes to show you that, like, sometimes, like, even when you are a good, sustainable, you know, player that is reliable, sometimes you just can't beat connor mcdavid yeah it was just one of those games where you're like all right we're playing the best player in the league yeah and he's gonna show it and he won the game for edmonton yeah he did and i wish that you know right now the flyers i feel like that's the biggest point right now is that the flyers don't really have somebody who can step up and not saying that everybody can have a mcdavid on a team Mm. by any means but you know the Flyers don't have that right now as somebody who can be like, "Yeah, I'm turning this around. I'm getting two points out of this night mm-hmm. um and I think that that is really going to be my biggest point to watch now that we're in the new year, now that we're in January, going into February. Who is going to be able to step up? not saying that Konechny hasn't. I think Konechny is the closest thing that you have to it, but they're just i they're they're lacking that top end top 10 player in the league and this is the time of year where that is going to show so i'm curious to see if you know it's a by committee and a couple players just kind of stick up and stick it out but if you don't have your best performance from everybody on a night going into and again i'm going to use edmonton as an example if you don't have everybody ready to go firing at all cylinders against a team like that with a player like mcdavid you're not gonna win yeah and I, I feel like that was just, you know, that that is what it is. But it wasn't like, it wasn't bad. I just think everybody was riding a high of how successful November and the first half of December were. Yeah. And I loved it. I really did. And I feel like we're going to get more of that in the new year. It's just like you said, it was a little little gut punch, yeah. little reality check. Like, all right, what can we do to kind of reestablish herself okay. moving forward? Yeah.
1: Celebrity cook Steve Martirano brings his Italian-American cooking back home to Philly. Enjoy Martirano's Prime at Rivers Casino and Steve's famous meatballs with Sunday gravy, prime steaks, and more. Make reservations for Martirano's Prime on Open Table. Brooke, where did you see some of the issues with this trip? Was it goal scoring? Was it players in particular that you think kind of need to start answering the bell here was it defense uh where did you see it
0: so like I said we've had some glaring issues that have kind of laid a little dormant throughout the stretch of the Flyers and you kind of overlook it because it's like oh they're winning they're they're getting points you know let's address it once things kind of you know once reality kind of sets in again and I think this reality set in so it's time to start discussing some of these more glaring issues Yes, they scored a power play goal or two. whoopee. <laughs> that's that's great. Um, power play is still a mess. I am starting to wean off the the leeway space for Cam Atkinson and have kind of shifted gears into more of a really concerned about his play, and and it, it stinks because we we say it so frequently. Cam Atkinson is such a good guy. He's such a good guy in the locker room. Um, He's great. He's respectful for media. He's somebody that you want to root for. He's so aware that he is struggling, which makes it so difficult to talk about. But when I'm looking at the roster right now, it really stands out in, in a negative light. And I feel like this road trip kind of push that into the spotlight a little bit more with really like careless penalties that he was given up the one in Edmonton I just I it makes you look you're, you're questioning so much like Cam like what is what is going on I just feel like there's a really significant disconnect and when Cam is on he's great he's a great contributor it's it's a great addition to this roster but I mean right now it's I I just have a lot of, it's my glaring concern right now when I'm looking at the roster from top to bottom where it's like, okay, he's not contributing. And now we're seeing some really weird mistakes that you really don't see from a vet of his stature frequently so I'm yeah I'm I'm concerned I don't know what are you what are you feeling you're nodding so I'm hoping you're agreeing (laughs)
1: no no wait no uh, I think we've talked about Atkinson's goal drought uh I think I think it's at 22 games um 22 games without a goal for Atkinson which just seems crazy to think but he had talked about trying to impact the game in other ways if he's not scoring goals and yeah if he's committing penalties
0: it's impacting um, the game in a negative way exactly
1: and I think there's times where people, yeah, they've seen Atkinson. They're saying like we, we don't notice him as much, or um, yeah, he's you know he's he's standing out for the wrong reasons. Um, it, it is very interesting to see him go through this stretch. I think he's definitely fighting it. as as much as he is established and a veteran. I think he's fighting it confidence wise, and sure. he missed he missed the season last year because of the neck injury. So I think he's just searching for answers. Um, sometimes you think everyone. You know, that has experience, what has an answer, but yeah. maybe he doesn't have one right now. But no, that Brooke a hundred percent. I think Atkinson's struggles without a doubt uh, stand out right now, um, especially when I think they're starting to struggle to score goals as a team. Yeah. So when like that happens, you you rely on your guys, and the guys are Konechny, they're Atkinson, it's Couturier, it's you know maybe Tippett, Fair. You know, you're looking at yeah. the the big guns, and Atkinson was a guy that you looked at as maybe like the second best goal goal scorer on this team, and. He's just not doing it right now.
0: I also feel like a lot of people are heavily comparing the return rate of Katori and Atkinson, which mm. is not. I, I wouldn't do that necessarily. They're completely different injuries. They're completely different players. Recovery and everything are completely different experiences for both guys. So the the big debate right now is okay well Katori kind of just hit the ground running and he had a couple you know slow games to start the season but you know five games in he really just kind of figured things out and people are still kind of waiting for Atkinson and I'm like I wouldn't really compare it's an apples to oranges situation but I saw that and I was like "Eh, like let's not do that like let's not pin these two guys against one another for completely different you know injuries recoveries you know adapting back to the games. And Catorre K- has kind of been like, a, like an anomaly in terms of returning yeah. and just picking up exactly where he left off without like, what was, it was 22 months without playing, correct? Yeah. 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 That's not, <laughs> that's unheard of. Yeah. It really is. So it's like, let's not compare them. And I think that, like you said, Atkinson's struggles are kind of going beyond the re- returning to game like returning to play aspect of things like you said i think it's a big confidence thing as well and it's just it's 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 sad it's kind of sad to see it's really it's you're frustrated for him because you know what he's capable of and it just doesn't seem like there is a connection this year um and of course hoping he figures it out but right now it's doing more harm than good for the Flyers. So that's why it's raising a concern. It's definitely, it's like, it's power play and it's it's Atkinson. Like those are my top two ugh, sure. right now.
1: No, and justifiably so. I mean, I feel like you don't see teams that have like a dead last power play typically win or make playoffs or do real damage i'm not saying that's where the expectations are now it's in my eyes it's still very much a rebuilding season oh yeah uh, it's good to see them take strides and actually be in it you know be an interesting team going into the new year but I, I just don't think we were all saying it like the power play was going to rear its ugly head and it has I, they're struggling to score goals and they're now in a little bit of a rough patch here it just seemed like that was eventually going to catch up to them. It sure. has. And same with Atkinson's goal-scoring mm-hmm. drought. Eventually, the team would go through a funk, and he would have to be there, and he hasn't. Um, yeah. If there's one silver lining, I think with Atkinson, we all know, as you mentioned, Brooke, great guy, a pro. I think he's going to be working at it. Um, and I think he just needs to be noticeable. If he, if he's just doing positive things, I think the goals could come for him. Uh, but without a doubt, right now, those that that drought and the penalties that, that he took
0: yeah it's, um
1: become glaring
0: yeah and f- in terms of the power play it is it's dead last in the league right now it's it's really it's not good it's every time it's like uh, let's opt out of it like we don't need the man advantage it's not going to do anything for them um <laughs> yeah I think the but only the penalty reason, kill it's just let's re- let's take away a player <laughs> and then if they get scored against just don't count it right like, let's do that <laughs> um But I think the reason that the power play hasn't been like glaring, I mean, it's glaring, don't get me wrong, but the penalty kill has really just kind of picked up. So (laughs) people get excited now (laughs) when they go on, you know, a man, uh, when, they are down a down a guy and that's yeah. just not <laughs> that's just not sustainable <laughs> i mean it's great it's exciting they almost have as many shorthanded goals as they do power play goals which is n- not exciting it's concerning yeah, <laughs> There yes. should be way more power play goals <laughs> um but i feel like that's kind of created some sort of balance with the special teams where it's like okay the power plays and figure thing figuring things out but the penalty kill has kind of picked up in the sense and has definitely been a great momentum changer um a shift in energy when it you know when it's a tie game when they're down a goal and you know they kill off a pal- when they kill, kill off a penalty and it's just like all right let's let's shift gears it's great but like you said it's catching up to them you're gonna need the power play to score <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's just plain and you gotta figure it out and I'm not saying jump up to top 10 in the league they could be you know 15 through 20 in the league and even just getting that kind of contribution <laughs> would literally just kind of skyrocket this team into like so much untapped potential. And I'm just like, we're not there yet. We need to shift into a new gear where the power play somehow working. How we get there, I don't know. That's why I'm not the power play coach. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like it's kind of it's kind of baffling how disjointed it looks every single time. Yes, they got a couple goals on the power play the past few games, but it's it's Zamula from the point. Yeah. You know, he's just trying to get the puck on the net. That's what you're supposed to do when you're <laughs> running the power play. It's just yeah. get the puck deep. One great deflection, great. Whoopee. Yeah. <laughs> we need dangerous opportunities. I can't remember the last time I've watched a power play, and I have thought to myself, man, they really should have scored there. Yeah. <laughs> they just skate around for two minutes, and I'm like, all right, let's just put the guy back on the ice. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) It's so bad.
1: And I I noticed, uh, and we we had talked about this, they have played so many close games. And when a team struggles to score a little bit, like the Flyers do at times, they have stretches where they can't score goals. uh, They play a lot of close games. And when you play a lot of close games, you're susceptible to, to streaks, good and bad. And I feel like that's coming back to get them a little bit. I thought they were living on the edge a lot. And uh, perhaps that's a byproduct of the team that they are. Uh, they're a rebuilding team. They're not going to light up the scoreboards. Um, they're they're, uh, they're going to bank so much on effort and playing the right way and buying in. All those things that have kept them in close games. Uh, but close games tend to swing dramatically. And uh, I thought we saw that on the road trip as well. A team that got tired. A team that does not light up the scoreboard. um and and it led to some losses, um, but I think they have a good chance to stabilize when they get home, and do something. They have a couple big home stands in January, and I do think the locker room is very good. K. Uh, Atkinson said it. He's been around the league for a long time. He says, oh, you can tell one of the best locker rooms you, you seen." So they have good people, which I You're, think would mm-hmm. give them a good chance to prove that this could be a little bit of a fluke, um, and that the what they did prior to this was not a fluke that they are making strides
0: and it's like you said it's it's a rebuild year so nobody expected to have any kind of playoff talk (laughs) at all in january i mean it's the beginning of january (laughs) we'll check back in at the end of january and see how we feel um but it's i definitely feel like for you know we're moving into the midway point of the season and i do feel like they are in that exceed expectations category in you know the first stint under the Briere Jones era, I think that I think that that's something that you need to acknowledge, whether you like it or you don't. I am not a pro tank person. I don't want to be actively bad. I don't want to actively lose games to get a better position in the draft. Mm listen whatever <laughs> <laughs> i i want them to win i want them to be good and i think that that is the general consensus for everybody like i was really afraid throughout you know the, the first couple months of the season where i was like i was like man like wells fargo is empty but i feel like we've watched them like draw people back in and i'm not saying it's sellouts by any means but it's significantly different that last game against the predators at, at home at wells fargo center compared to opening night mm-hmm. at wells fargo center and i think that it's just because people know that they are a group that fights every single night they don't wave the white flag and they do everything that they can to pull out a win or to pull out a point and fans appreciate that I feel like that's the majority you're gonna have like that 10-15% that's like tank it's not a draft you need to tank this year Bedard already got drafted <laughs> we're, not getting like, we're not getting Bedard <laughs> let's, <laughs> let's move forward <laughs> let's not talk about the fact that he's with Chicago let's yes <laughs> not do that uh, <laughs> but just win you're, you have they have two picks in first round next year let it be yeah let it be you can package them up and move up in the draft if you need to so desperately next year figure it out now
1: yeah and i thought uh a main emphasis by uh people in house for the flyers this year was they would be more competitive uh they would be uh you know uh, in more games less blowouts and I think we've seen that. If there's a, you're looking for positives, I think this team has played hard every night. I can't remember many games where I thought like they didn't play hard or they got blown out. And then also, perhaps it's a low bar, but the last couple of seasons, they've gone through 10-game losing streaks, 13-game oh, losing streaks. So far, they've lost three in a row. That's their biggest losing streak. They're currently on it. They had one earlier. If they prevent those skids i think that's a positive i maybe that's crazy but <laughs> if they're preventing these crazy <laughs> long Baby losing steps. streaks yeah that's a positive of a team that's more competitive <clears throat> and not going through those really just like discouraging disheartening stretches where like you totally lose the fan base i think that will be the big test here is uh coming home stabilizing and seeing if they can figure it out and kind of balance things out again um because I'm sure some fans, there are going to be fans out there that are saying, this is the Flyers, this is who we expected. And I think there's going to be some people that are like, hey, listen, that was a tough road trip. Give them a chance. Give them a chance. Right. Maybe saw it coming. Um, see what happens here. But still need to win fans over. Uh, I think that's a big I think thing. it's
0: working, though. Uh, yeah, I really do. I, I really... <laughs> there was a whole, you know, like, debate. Like, okay, New Era Orange, what a great marketing tool to unleash the whole, you know, new front office. But it's been... I really feel like a top to bottom shift and change in the organization. And it starts with the guys in the front office and it goes down to the coaches and it goes down to the players. And I feel like that is the biggest part that so many people are kind of not buying into, like they're really believing it because they can sense it again, top to bottom. So it is a new era, I I do fully believe, and I know that it's kind of corny to say now, but. We, I didn't think we would be having the conversations that we're having right now about this team, about the current state of them. Yeah. So I think that that's a testament to everybody involved, that they're doing, they're doing it. Yeah. And I think they're handling it much quicker than anybody had anticipated. So there's going to be little blips and bumps in the road, and this road trip was kind of just a, a prime example of it. But it doesn't mean that they didn't play hard. They just, you know, certain things caught up to them.
1: Right. It is what it is. Yeah, I think most people will be realistic that uh, that a, a road trip like that was possible for this team, uh, especially going into this season. If you, if you looked at that road trip, you probably would have thought that could be a tough one. Um, so we'll, we'll, we'll see where it goes. Uh, the Flyers come back home, and they'll try to get things going right uh, and and further prove themselves. I think it's a good opportunity for them to further prove themselves um, and that uh, bounce back from this road trip that they had uh for uh, three losses, broke on that four-game trip after the holiday break, they have lost five of their last six, but a lot of close games and a chance now to come home on Thursday. First home game in two weeks, broke. First home game a nice in Nice little weeks. four-game
0: homestand, too. Yeah. I think that that's much needed by everybody. Yes. <laughs> so um, you get redemption. Calgary comes in on Saturday. Yeah. You know, maybe the Flyers can kind of just get a little redemption game yeah. for them. They've been really great against Pittsburgh this season. Yeah. Um. And then, you know, it's kicking things off with Columbus and the Blue Jackets. So maybe they can really just kind of squash the three-game losing streak with Columbus in town. Yes. Who knows? But you can catch it all on NBC Sports Philadelphia.
1: Yes, we will have all the games on NBC Sports Philadelphia. We'll have it all covered here on the Flyers Talk podcast. Brooke, thank you so much. Great to see you. Great to chat with you. A big thank you to Ben Barry, our podcast producer and guru. And a big thank you, Flyers fans. To all of you for listening to the latest Flyers Talk podcast. We were live at Rivers Casino in Philadelphia. Wherever you get your podcasts, please rate and listen, and we cannot wait to talk to you next time.